This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold and as promised, I want to get into more about Foster Morrow. He looked good. We, we can talk more about him as a football player as we go on. Right now, let's talk about the whole cancer situation, right? So he was diagnosed with a rare form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the, what, the fortunate thing for Foster is it did not require chemotherapy. It did not require radiation. He had to have four treatments of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the drug. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the 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 strain of cancer that he had because it's it's not even important other than it was a very non-aggressive version of of this type of cancer and one thing he wants to make clear to people is that like this is a lot worse for a lot of other people he got lucky and this is what he had to say again like he wanted to make this very clear and so i want to make it very clear to people as well to get it straight um my quality of life did not change you know, I'll continue to fight this as long as I need to. And as many times as I need to fight this and then go back into remission, I will. And that'll be a life sentence for me. Um, but in terms of the struggle that I had to face was more mental than anything. Um, so the real heroes are the are the kids in the children's hospitals that are really fighting with real chemotherapy, real radiation. Um, you know, th- those are the those are the strong ones. Yeah. And so like, there's been a lot of questions about like, oh, I mean, is he going to be able to get through a full season? How is he doing physically? I think you, you, he would tell you, and he has said this, that he has no limitations physically. He really wasn't affected that much from an off season perspective. He had like 10 days where he couldn't work out. But other than that, it was very non-invasive. It was more of a mental challenge. You know, when the diagnosis, he got it and he just went home and cried. Cause it's like, you don't even know how to react to that. Like he didn't know at that point, that it was going to be as simple as it was to address it. But like, I think from this point on Foster is probably going to want zero cancer questions. Like he's focused on football now. Um, and he can be cause he was fortunate and, and how that all worked. But I just thought it was like, you know, we're going to, I still see people saying, Oh, I, I wonder when he's going to be able to get in the field and blah, blah, blah. And I think there's like reasonable when you hear so-and-so has cancer, but he is a full go. He was a full participant in this practice. He was in on third team reps with Jake Hayner. If you had any limitations, it would have come on third team reps with Jake Hayner. He was in there. So like from 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 what I can tell, 
you are just a full go, and he is just like anyone else in that locker room. I was uh, really surprised to hear, too. I guess I don't know much about Hodgkin's lymphoma, but to hear it was something in his left clavicle. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that's where the issue would have been, honestly. Well, I know it's, it has to do with your lymph nodes, and that's yeah. where the lymphoma comes from. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I, I know nothing about medical stuff. I know enough to be dangerous. Um, that's why I don't want to say anything and get it wrong. I'm just like really relaying what he's saying, which is he's ready. And, you know, I think one thing that was interesting to me, and I asked him about, you know, what did you always want to come to New Orleans? Like, what was your plan? Obviously, he's from here. He played at LSU. He said when he was at LSU, he, he probably thought about it more than he should have and was like, that would be really cool to be in New Orleans. But once he got to, I guess, Oakland at that point, he was a fourth-round pick, he was ready to be a Raider for life. He never intended to go to free agency. And, like, the interesting thing for him was, you know, I don't think he even realized that this is kind of what he said is, like, until I got back, I didn't realize how good it would be to have that support system in New Orleans the way he did. And uh, this is what he said about that whole situation when I asked it was an option, certainly. Honestly, I just I hadn't given it too much thought. I tried to go in with as much of an open mind as I wanted to, and I, I've I've said this before. I wanted to be a one club player, to be to be perfectly honest. I just I didn't want free agency to really even be a thing for me. I thought that was you know the guys that I always looked up to, the guys that I really respected, um, were always the guys that stuck it out with the guys that took a chance on them from the beginning. Loyalty is a is a is a major trait for anyone in this business, and that's something that I always wanted to show. Um, but just the reception of of loyalty based on absolutely no performance that I've ever given for anyone in this building, the the respect that they showed me, I mean, it, it just it spoke volumes. It really did. I thought that was an interesting answer because normally you hear someone coming back home and like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. This is my dream. And he was just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm back. But he even he did mention too, like he kind of – I forget his exact wording, but underestimated basically about needing that support system. Yeah. You know, being back around family and friends kind of thing. But during that time, I thought it was, you know, when he talked about even finding out about the diagnosis from Tom Amos, the Saints doctor, uh, the fact that, you know, he, he broke down and cried, obviously. I mean, and, and you know, hearing that, you know, you can understand because you, you, you don't know. When you hear that that term, obviously cancer is a, a scary thing. And he talked about too that though luckily with him it's been more of, you know, that mental issue really than anything, and then kind of, you know, diverted it to being the real heroes of the kids at children's hospital fighting with real radiation and chemotherapy kind of thing. Right. Like their their hair's falling out, you know, that sort of thing. He's got a full head of hair. And I don't know, like it's it's interesting. He did say that Mickey Loomis called his agent the day after the diagnosis saying we still want him here, like whenever he's ready. And I I do think like, you know, you, you hear about him say like, Oh, I was always wanted to be a Raider, blah, 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 or Raider for life, whatever. And it's like, he had options in free agency. And I have a feeling that once like the difference, the second time around when he came back, right. He left for like a month and a half, whatever you want to say, uh, is like, I think that kind of <laughs> that that helped him land on New Orleans, like that whole support system and everything. I did ask him if he had talked to Tyron Matthew, who obviously kind of did the same thing last year as the LSU guy came back home. He's from New Orleans. He said he hadn't really talked to him yet. But 
I also asked Tyron Matthew what his advice would be to Foster Morrow, and I thought his answer was, was... What would be your advice for a guy coming in to basically what you did last year, being the LSU star coming home, playing for the hometown team? Oh, man. Uh, man watch the diet, man. You, know? <laughs> you got all type of people, family, friends, everybody won't cook for you. But you can't really, you can't necessarily be on a diet that they're on. Uh, so uh, that's probably number one. And um, I'll probably say, man, get it out the way early. Find out who want to come to the game, because <laughs> You know, you don't need those headaches, you know, the night before the game. Everybody trying to squeeze in. Especially from New Orleans, man. You know, New Orleans people only traveling to Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the only game they want to go to. So, uh, but yeah, man, when you back home, you know, everybody want to be, everybody want to wear their black and gold. Everybody want to be in a dome. Did you put on weight when you came here initially? Initially? Yeah. I probably so. Yeah. I had a lot of red beans, a lot of gumbo. Oh man, bread pudding, cornbread. I was like, man, a lot of this stuff I ain't eaten in years. And I feel like I've been gone 10 years. And I came back and it's like, I gotta like retaste all the food again. So, uh, but not, that's real. Yeah, so maybe that explains Tyron's slow start last year. He was like five pounds heavier than he wanted to be because everyone kept feeding him red, red beans and bread pudding. <laughs> he was like, okay, guys, guys. Football season. I got to chill. And you, and you know that dreaded when King K comes around, you can't refuse that either. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always enjoy talking to Tyron. He's very funny. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But and he wasn't even the only the only food conversation we had in the locker room. Kind of shifting gears here, we also talked to Caesar Ruiz, who looks great, by the way. You know, when when you're a lineman and suddenly you are dealing with a foot injury, like it would be, it's very easy to balloon up. Like you're you're eating constantly to kind of maintain a weight, and then suddenly you don't get the fitness level that you that you would normally have, and so. Like his offseason, like one of the challenges he faced, and I'm sure Trevor faced the same thing dealing with the same injury, was like, okay, I want to get stronger. I want to get a little bigger, but I don't want to get too big. And he said that the biggest thing he had to do was limit the amount he went to Shake Shack. <laughs> Not no Shake Shack, to be clear. Like there's still Limiting Shake Shack. It, right. Together, but it's got, you got you to gotta, you gotta trim it down a little bit. And that's... That's how he managed to to keep his keep his weight where he wanted. Maybe keep it to a single patty, a couple of fries, no shake. And you can't have the shake though. I, I don't think. Yeah, I, we didn't get the chance to ask him what his go to <laughs> order is, but that was that was a big thing. He was in a very good like he he did say like the it really hasn't changed his off season that much in terms of you're not really you're not doing football drills during majority of the off season anyway. It's a lot of fitness work. It's a lot of strength work. A lot of classroom work. And in terms of like your own classroom work, not classroom with the team, but like you're doing your own kind of stuff. And so, like he said, basically, it really hasn't been that different for him. So I, I guess that's a good thing. I'm, I'm interested to hear from Trevor Penning how that has worked for him because I think it probably is a little more difficult where he's at having missed the majority of his rookie season, now dealing with another injury. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I'm sure he will pretty soon. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess we could do even – we could try to get like a whole segment we could do on, hey, what's 
what's your Saints diet kind of thing. But we, we, I'm sure we could. It would not be difficult. Although don't ask Jeremy Shockey because he doesn't do endorsements. No, exactly. He was a dick. That's, a, <laughs> that's an inside joke. One time Steve says he was asking everyone what their favorite candy was in Jeremy For Halloween, Shockey. yeah. Yeah. He said, what he, he said he doesn't do endorsements. He's like, oh, I, don't, I don't give endorsements. I was like, oh, okay then. I don't give endorsements. <laughs> F you, Shockey. <laughs> He's it just, could have been cool and just been like, oh, uh, chocolate or something. I, he's I don't just know. embarrassed by his candy choice. Maybe right? it was, yeah. He, it turns out he's like a candy corn like fanatic a or something. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes like embarrassing candy. Like he's a coconut candy guy and no one likes that. Or those uh, disgusting maybe. circus peanuts. I don't even know what that's made out of. He likes peeps. Ugh. Not even a holiday, Jeremy. On, on a different tangent. Yeah, the peeps. Someone showed me recently they had Pepsi peeps. Ugh. Uh, I'd I'd rather die. Yeah, no I thanks. Think, I think I'd rather. I think yeah, yeah, no, yes, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's it. We're gonna get into a lot of Derek Carr in the back end of this, the final DC. (laughs) Well, it's been, I've been confused because a lot of times we'll get texts from, from like the saints saying so-and-so is available after blank or like, but they abbreviate Derek Carr to DC. And so I think they're saying coordinator. coordinator. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And and I know more than one person got confused because they thought that, because they were saying DC is going to be at the podium after so-and-so. And more than one person thought that that meant that, the defensive coordinator was going to go up after Dennis Allen. <laughs> and it's like, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We got to, we got to sort this out. We, we got to come up with a, with a better abbreviation here. This isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. We got a DA, we got a DC, but no DB. Oh, well, we got plenty of DBs. Ow. Oh, oh wait, wait. I have more. So we, we have another one actually, actually. And, and it's also like this. They'll play the rest of that tiring clip. Uh, so, so you know, what's the comfort level coming in year two as opposed to year one? Obviously, working with Marcus for another season, the secondary group. Uh, I mean, I definitely feel way more comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely have a you know better understanding of the scheme, the philosophy, and uh, you know, I think too, you know, just being here, you know, with your teammates throughout the offseason workouts. I think all those things are like positives. You know, I think all those things kind of, you know, draw you closer to your teammates. So, uh, you know, it's been cool to, you know, be around them. And, you know, we've taken a few trips to, you know, outside of that. So, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like we're, you know, growing closer outside of football. But, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to football, we definitely understand each other, you know, much better. Gotcha. And Coach Robertson, obviously Coach Woods. How, how has that kind of transition been for y'all? It's been cool. You know, I think, I think both of those guys are, are good coaches. Uh, you know, I think... You know, M. Rob is is all about you know technique and you know fundamentals and you know straining to the ball and you know I think Coach Woods is like that that eagle in the sky. You know, he's been doing this a long time, so he got a lot of nuggets. You know, uh, so we can learn a lot from both of them. Is that an official nickname, M. Rob, or did you just come? That's up? his name. That's <laughs> Every time he sends you a text, he's like, "End it with M. Rob." He gave himself that name, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You either, yeah, you either choose your own nickname or you give it. Yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I do appreciate that because I do consider Tyron Matthew to be like the authority on nicknames because he has the coolest one. <laughs> but yeah, M. Rob, let's keep that one in the canon there. I guess because there could be a bunch of Robinsons. I don't know, but he signs his texts with M. Rob. Right, right. So I, I uh, never had a cool nickname either. I was just usually Geller. Hey, Geller. Yeah. I've never signed a text. Um, <laughs> I do think it's funny because uh, it's just like, I think I said this, I was like, either you can, you can have a nickname given to you or you can pick your own. We got to do that early. You can't do that late once because <laughs> it's going to happen organically in the locker room. I think we asked, uh, 
uh, when Dennis Allen got hired as head coach, I can't remember who it was we were talking about and we were asking like, who started calling him DA? And he was like, I don't think that it was anyone's decision. They just started doing it. Like literally anything but Dennis would be fine. Like just, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, then um, it's like hell, well, well, DA was the DC, but now he's the HC. It's too many, too many Cs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but all right, let's close out that segment. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. We're going to come back and we're going to do basically all Derek Carr with a, with a little, little little smattering, little smattering of some, maybe someone Juwan Johnson in there because uh, he had some stuff to say. But all right, come back for one more. Stick around.